And I am joined now uh, by the pop cultural guru that is Connor Bean, a uh, two-friend presenter and a host of the Housewives and Me podcast. Hello, Connor. Hello, it's lovely to see you. This is our first time in person in like, I, it, it's been a while, maybe a year? I think since last year, since yeah. Last definitely year. since last year, anyway. Yeah, yeah this Wild. is like the Housewives reunion where they meet for the first time in months. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly like that. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're going down, Connor. No. <laughs> um, okay, we've actually got so much to get through, so yes. let's get stuck in. We have to start with DaBaby. Um, yeah. Uh, what a moron. <laughs> yes, to put it simply, of course, DaBaby is... A moron. <laughs> and one of the biggest rappers of the last few years. I mean, right now he's on a remix of Dua Lipa's Levitating. Last year, his song Rockstar Roddy Rich ended up being one of the biggest songs of the year. So I think some people are like, I don't know DaBaby. I'm like, you've probably heard his songs. Right? Realising he caused a lot of controversy in the last seven days. He was at Rolling Loud Festival in Miami on Sunday night, of course. Monday morning, our time, video went viral of him making comments about people who have HIV and AIDS and about women and their vaginas and about gay men and their supposed sex acts that they do. I'm not, I have the comments here, but I'm not going to read them because yeah, you no. can Google them. There's no need. <clears throat> he was homophobic. He was very homophobic. Overtly homophobic. Overtly homophobic and just very misinformed about HIV. Like yeah. He basically said, to, to no one thing he said, he says, I'm like, oh, people who have HIV or AIDS or, th- or STDs that could kill you within two to three weeks. I'm paraphrasing slightly, but that's... Which is just utter nonsense. Which is ridiculous because there's no... Now in this day and age, that is not the case thanks to medication which we'll get to in a second not so, even close to the case yeah so that caused a lot of stir because it's just very surprising like Dua Lipa who of course has a song with him that's massive at the moment said yeah. I'm surprised and horrified at DaBaby's comments I really don't recognise this as a person I worked with I know my fans know where my heart lies and that I stand 100% with the LGBTQ community we need to come together to fight the stigma and ignorance around AIDS he then DaBaby DaBaby started to try and apologise but he did that very like ironically like Housewives kind of sorry if you're offended apology Yeah. he said anyone who done ever been affected by AIDS HIV y'all got the right to be upset what I said was insensitive even though I have no intent on offending anybody so my apologies but the LGBT community I ain't tripping on y'all do you y'all's business is y'all's business he was saying these comments were digested wrong and then he kind of tried to allude to the fact that he's like I'm a part of black culture because I'm a rapper you don't get to tell me what to say and it what? didn't well, it felt a bit like he also released a new video the, uh, during the week where he said my apologies for me being the same way you want the freedom to be you so this weird thing where he's kind of saying it's I've personally had this happen in life where people are like I've no problem with you being gay just don't put it in my face or yeah, just don't be gay near me it's that kind of energy <laughs> and it's kind of like that's not really how you apologise so a lot of people have come out against what he was saying Boohoo Man dropped him from a campaign that he was doing from over the last year um, Elton John released a statement on behalf of the Elton John AIDS Foundation where he said we've been shocked to read about the HIV misinformation homophobic statements made at a recent baby show adding this feels stigma and discrimination is the opposite of what a world needs to fight the AIDS epidemic. And they touched on the fact that I think is a key piece of information for anyone who maybe doesn't know that with one pill a day, HIV can become indetectable in your body so you can't pass it on to other people. But those have been diagnosed able to live long and healthy lives, which yeah. is you equals you, undetectable equals untransmittable. If yeah. you do end up being diagnosed with HIV and you get on the right treatment for you and what works for you, you are completely able to live a healthy and normal life, which is something the baby could learn with doing. Madonna called him out in a post on Instagram. Um, she said that people like you are the reason we are still living in a world divided by fear. Questlove, who's an, a famous musician, member of the band The Roots, also spoke out. He had put up a post about how if he was to do a music festival lineup now, what modern acts he would have. And he had a list of, you know, big names on there and old names and new stars. And he'd written to Baby's name, but he crossed it out and just kind of said, I have to stand up for this because 
for so long as a black man in music I've not called it other black artists but this I have to draw a line in the yeah. sand here so it's been interesting the kind of conversation around different corners it is interesting because for a long time homophobia was kind of accepted in the hip hop like in hip hop it was yeah. like oh it's just you know that's just part of it almost but clearly the climate has changed based on the response to this which is great like there has been absolute uproar kind of seemingly across the board um, and it's great to see that there's no place and that no one will is willing to accept that anymore um, so yeah I hope that's a good sign actually uh, despite the fact that what he said is horrific um, okay let's talk about the X Factor yeah this is an interesting one. There have been rumours about the X Factor taking a break or not coming back for a while, but it's been confirmed this week. The Sun ori- originally broke the story about how there wouldn't be another series of the show. They had a source close to Simon Cowell who said the show was shelved until at least 2023, but that it was, quote, unlikely that it would come back to ITV. They said that in the UK it becomes slightly stale, even though internationally it's apparently sold to like 57 countries and still does very well in places like Italy and Australia and all that yeah. kind of thing. Simon Cowell has a new music show coming out. Well, it's kind of a game show vibe called Walk the Line, which is like a a blend of a take the money or don't take the money but you're a performer it's sort of a blend of like a game show and a music show so that's coming out at the end of the year but it's said to be that's the focus not uh, X Factor and then the IT- I sorry. mean Simon Cow- can we just say Simon Cowell has more money than like yeah. anyone would ever need in a lifetime so like he's grand for money he doesn't actually need to be doing anything but obviously he wants to be in the zeitgeist he wants to still make telly I'd say and there's yeah. still great money in it so ITV then did confirm they'd no current plans or another series so they haven't come out and said it's a wrap it's over I think they want to keep it on the back burner in case they do want to revisit it or maybe there's a nostalgia vibe for the because that could happen people could go yeah. because there was a period of it like show ran for years I think there was a three or four year period where the X Factor was the zeitgeist oh my god 100% unmissable and even if you didn't watch you knew the key players it yeah. was everywhere and I think in the last five or six years it was still rating okay in yeah the like UK. when I was in, when I yeah you'd go over to your friend's house you'd watch the X Factor and then you'd go out yes and I was actually saying this Tracy Clifford was saying this the other day that when we talked about this on air that um like for years X Factor's really big taxi drivers would say yeah we don't get any fares between about half six to half nine yeah. on a Saturday night until the X Factor's over and I used to see the same in the George we would play the show before we did karaoke on Saturday and we'd have to wait until it was done because there was just no point because people yeah. were like we have to find out who goes home yeah so it's definitely lost its allure in the zeitgeist and they've I would say in TV Sweep they've kind of put it on hiatus, but I I would be surprised if it came back to our yeah yeah here. I think so too or IP. Um, okay, <laughs> now a uh, big news for Selling Sunset fans. I know, and here's a confession time. I don't even watch Selling Sunset, and I know this is a big deal. So that'll tell you. Like speaking of the zeitgeist and knowing what's going on, so Connor, obviously, sorry. I know, I know. How can you? <laughs> not watch Selling Sunset like I appreciate that reality TV not a lot of people's bag might not be for you <laughs> that is not the case for you it's, know, there are I not know. that many episodes I they're know. very easy to digest what is going on are you taking some sort of stand no I just haven't got round to it now. well Connor <laughs> I'm going to actually wrap the item here I'm going to go I'm going to go watch <laughs> no I do want to watch and I know the key players I've seen the clips I know that Christine Quinn is probably a really a bit of me but Chriselle of course is kind of She's sort of the center point of that show in a lot of ways. And her love life has played out in the show when her mm. divorce happened, her breakup, all that kind of thing. So she she kind of, she gave a shout out to JLo this week because she posted a series of images from a trip with her and a bunch of pals to Italy with the caption, the JLo effect. Because when you swiped about four pictures in, you realized she snuggled up with Jason Oppenheim, one of the Oppenheim brothers. Of course, they are her, their bosses on the show. They run yeah. the real estate firm that they work for with the reveal being that she is in fact going out with him. So she's now dating her boss after, you know, seasons of working with him on TV. So that's the gag for everybody. I'm delighted. To be honest now, 
when everyone was excited about Selling Sunset, it was before everybody started watching Housewives, Connor. And I was like, guys, like uh, if you, you, you have no uh-huh. idea. You think uh-huh. this is good? You have no idea. See? So it's, I was right It's not as good. <laughs> but you still need to be in the loop, Connor Bean. Like, um, speaking of J-Lo, very quickly, uh, J-Lo celebrated her birthday weekend with Ben Affleck and Saint-Tropez. Of course she did, because she's J-Lo. So J-Lo spent, you know, turning 52, the only way she knows how, posting sexy bikini pictures and revealing she's back with Ben Affleck after months of us seeing them photographed together but neither of them confirming it like she was dodging questions in interviews like the week before this picture came out yeah. so Benifer the early 2000s sensation that it was is back in full swing they've confirmed it I can only imagine the shenanigans that are going to happen now what do you think about the theory that because you you've you know I'm sure you're aware yes. and I'm sure everyone has seen that they have recreated specific photos that were in the is it the ain't it funny video the Jenny from the block Jenny video, from the block video ben was in yeah it with her back in the day and that yeah. whole like you know him lying beside her on the <laughs> yeah. yacht putting his hand on her bum and like they they they've recreated several scenes I, it feels like it had that that bum one I feel like that had to be on purpose they're playing with us I think there's a lot of photos I'm at like at Universal Studios together and walk along the Hamptons because I saw that theory it was Cassie Saint Ange is the name of the person who I can't remember her full name um. I think some of the images remind us of them. I think there's been so many pictures of them that don't match up that. that I don't know if I believe the theory. Yeah. But I'm sure they understand. Like, JLo's no dummy. She knows that no. there's huge parallels between the images we saw them 20 yeah. plus years ago and now. So, like, I'm sure there's a bit of a wink and a nod to some, some of it. I have to say, I love a reignited love story. So, I am living for it. <laughs> okay, we've got a lot more to talk about. Lucy Liu has been talking about a celebrity story that has been going around for years about her and Bill Murray yeah. having a spot on the set of Charlie's Angels. And we'll talk about support offered to Simone Biles after she decided to exit the Tokyo Olympics. That's all coming up after this. Louise McSherry on 2FM. I am joined by Connor Bien. He is taking us yes. through the week's pop cultural stories and celebrity stories and we have to talk about Lucy Liu and Bill Murray and can you contextualize this a bit because this is a story that's been going around for a long time yes so this week Lucy Liu was on a podcast called Asian Enough it's an American podcast she popped up on and she was talking about an incident a run-in she had with Bill Murray on the set of the first Charlie's Angels movie which came out in 2001 so 20 years ago. So 20, which is mad. Shocking. Because I can remember yeah. when that film came out and I saw it in I the cinema. <laughs> and it's weird because I'm only 18. How did that happen? <laughs> anyway, um, excuse me, Bill Murray played Bozzy in that film. He was kind of a scene-stealing character in that film. Lucy Liu at the time was probably the quote-unquote least well-known of the three women, Carmen Diaz and Drew Barrymore, but she also had a big name and she'd been in TV. It was a big movie for her to get. There have been stories since that film came out that they had some kind of falling out interaction beef on set the rumour that I had heard over the years and again pinch of salt here my Wendy Williams allegedly had his on you know the story was that he had said something like they were doing a group scene and he turned to Lucy and said I know we're there here why are you here you can't act something along those lines that's the rumour who knows but now Lisa Liu in this interview released this week has spoken about the fact that Bill Murray did basically have at it with her and how she had to kind of stand up for herself well we have a little clip so let's have a listen as we're doing the scene, Bill starts to sort of hurl insults. It kept sort of going on and on. And I started to see, I was like, wait, he seems like he's looking straight at me. I, I sort of, I say, I'm so sorry. Are you talking to me? And clearly he was, because then it started to become a, like a one-on-one communication. You know, if, if you confront me, I will attack. And that's exactly what happened, because it was unjust and it was uncalled for. I was not going to just sit there and take it. Good for you, Lucy Liu. Yeah, and what I wouldn't give to see that raw footage, if I was 
anywhere mm. near the vaults in Sony, wherever studio owns a film now, I will be leaking that footage. Up. Yeah. I want to see Lucy Liu paying a shoe off the side of his head. Whatever she did, I want to see what happened. So she did kind of say all the things we heard there in the clip and said that she was, I'm not going to sit there and be attacked. I don't want to be that person that is not going to speak up for myself. She also said that later on, crew members who were on that film would come up to her years later and say, I really appreciate what you did that day because she says in the interview that she kind of was the least privileged in terms of she was probably the smaller star of the three women and probably had the most to lose. Well, by yeah, Cameron on... Diaz and Drew Barrymore, absolutely enormous. Drew Barrymore produced that film. Cameron Diaz yeah. was the kind of Hollywood it girl at the time. So yeah. like Lucy Lee was well known, but she had the most to lose by saying to Bill Murray, hold on a second, you don't speak to me that way. She said also there's no ill will between them now. She ran into it a party years later and they're fine. But this is, has I've heard this as a sort of urban legend for years. So it's interesting to hear her go, oh yeah. I went up to him. I'm kind of, as you say, I'm like, good for you. Sometimes yeah. Sometimes people think they can say stuff to you. And yeah, when you, you tell have them, to show them who you are. When you say, no, hang on. They're like, oh. <laughs> I'm not the one. Yeah, I'm not the one. To that's come Lucy, out like that. That's what Lucy I said. I am not the one. Um, and it's just interesting to hear a story about Bill Murray, which isn't incredibly charming. Yeah, there's a, if you dig, there's a few. But oh, I'd say so. People, yeah. People, everybody has a bad day, you know. Yeah, but everybody likes him. Um, okay, let's talk about Simone Biles. So Simone Biles withdrew from the Tokyo Olympics. Yes, which of course has generated so much coverage and discussion. There has been an ongoing, even as someone myself who doesn't really follow sports or the Olympics between this and you know, Naomi Osaka with tennis a few, I guess like a few weeks ago now, there has been a conversation about athletes, particularly young women in sport and the pressure they're under, both in terms of the physicality and the injuries that they might have to endure in their sport, but also the expectation to be forward-facing, deal with press, etc. So she has said that she wanted to uh, withdraw from the Olympic team for gymnastics and that has, you know, been a huge story the last while. I have a little clip of her at, at the press conference. I just felt like it would be a little bit better to take a back seat, uh, work on my mindfulness. And I knew that the girls would do an absolutely great job. And I didn't want to risk the team a medal for uh, kind of my screw-ups because they've worked way too hard for that. So I just decided that the, those girls need to go in and do the rest of the competition. So just a lot of different variables, and I think we're just a little bit too stressed out. Um, but we should be out here having fun, and sometimes that's not the case. Hmm. She's right, to be honest. I mean, Olympics is a huge thing, and we forget to well, – no, we don't forget, but, like, this is a holdover from last year, and they're doing it under the – like pandemic restrictions there's not a full crowd there it's yeah. like are it's, they, it's a lot of pressure so it's been interesting seeing celebrities speak out and support I thought one that stood out to me was Justin Bieber who famously kind of took a step back from pop stardom yeah. a few weeks, few years ago to kind of recalibrate he was saying in a post on Instagram he started off by saying look Simone you don't know me but I'm really proud of you which I thought was so funny I'm like she doesn't know who you are though like yeah. you're like <laughs> the world's biggest male pop star like she knows who you are he said sometimes our no's are more powerful than our yeses when what you normally love starts to steal your joy it's important we take a step back to evaluate why which is goes on what she said in that clip he mentioned how in 2017 he cancelled I think like 12 shows yeah. at the tail end of the Purpose Tour which if you remember he came to Dublin that show and people were like oh he doesn't seem into it And then, I was there he was yeah, not into it there you go he was not into it I enjoyed every minute of it he was not into it exactly so that was that period where he was clearly falling out of love with pop stardom he said people thought I was crazy for not finishing the Purpose Tour but it was the best thing I could have done for mental health so mm. proud of you at Simone Biles mm, good for you Justin Bieber he had um, uh, he has a YouTube series called Seasons um, um, 
which I've watched. I am a Justin Bieber fan. You're a believer. It's okay. I'm a believer. I have no shame about it. He has some absolute bangers and is also very attractive. Um, anyway, uh, and he <laughs> fully addresses all of that stuff in the YouTube series. It's a bit kind of fluffy, the series, to be honest. But like, if you're interested, you could definitely go and see more about that. Um, okay, now let's talk about this because Rihanna has been talking about Real Housewives of New York. This story, what an intersection of our interests, I Connor. know, this story is May for us. I have a Real Housewives podcast and you are one of the few people I've known in my adult life who's as obsessed as I am. Ten years, ten years so. of my life I have given to the Real Housewives. It's beautiful. Real Housewives of New York is currently airing a new season, which is getting mixed reviews from fans. It's been a bit of a, a slog, to be honest. One of the cast members, Leah McSweeney, has a clothing line called Married to the Mob. In her recent episode, Leah and longtime cast member, reality star Wart, Ramona Singer, have a slight altercation where Leah says, I don't need you wearing my... Sh- because Rihanna wears my sh- which was obviously an amazing shout out so Rihanna in true Rihanna fashion posted a picture of her in one of Leah's t-shirts and then also clip of the scene in question with the caption what was said tagging Ramona Singer mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. is 64 I believe and from what I can gather not great at social media now not to be ages she I just, posts a lot I'm just saying she's from a different generation to Leah and Rihanna so I she even reposted the stuff and people are like you know she's kind of coming for you a small bit here but Ramona got I'm sure it. she's just like, Rihanna's talking yeah, about me. I don't uh, care. Oh, oh, that's amazing. So that was the first pop star shouting out Housewives happened this week. Then mere days later, Nicki Minaj spoke up about how she loves Real Housewives of Potomac, which is a newer entry into Housewives world, but true fans will tell you is now oh, the crown jewel in the Housewives franchise. fire. Exactly. So... There was a promo they did for the show a few months ago that featured a remix of Nikki's song Moment for Life. It was Potomac for Life, which whoever signed off on that is a genius. I'll give them that. <laughs> she shared it and said in her caption at the time, already this week, I want to host reunion. Starts going into the comments, chatting to all the cast members, offers Giselle's daughter tickets. Karen Huger, who on the show is the quote unquote granddam of Potomac. Nikki goes, I know a thing or two about being a granddam. <laughs> and then as the story develops, Nikki starts sharing screenshots with her publicist, who, by the way, is saved in her phone as John publicist, which <laughs> good for her, where he's texting her going, Andy Cohn, who usually hosts the show's reunions, is all for you coming in to like host this reunion. They film it in October. Would you be interested? And she's like, yeah, I actually would. So <gasps> we could potentially have Nicki Minaj host the Real Housewives Potomac reunion. Oh my God. I mean, honestly, I would love that. And I'm very protective of the of the same, format, but same. I would still absolutely love I that. I kind of want Andy to do a reunion. Andy has to be there as well. Like, yeah. I, I feel like, do have Andy do the reunion and then have Nicki Nikki comes do, in for like five questions. Or do like a bonus episode instead of Secrets Revealed. It's like Nikki finds out the secrets. Or anyway, like, whatever I happens, I want to see Nicki Minaj in a room with those women. Yes. I want to see her coming for Candace. <laughs> yeah, that's um, what she said on Instagram yeah, as well. <laughs> I know. Uh, Okay, so now Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney over the streaming of Black Widow. This is really interesting. This is a big story and it's one that really surprised me when I saw it because I just, I don't think you ever think you'll see the words. Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney. So Disney obviously own the Marvel movies, the Marvel Universe. And everything else. And every other big franchise, yeah. basically. Black Widow is the solo movie for Scarlett Johansson's character. She's played that role for about 12 years now. She's kind of, this is her last hurrah as his character because the character has been killed off. Sorry, spoiler alert. Anyway, at Disney in the last year and a half have been doing this thing called Premiere Access where on Disney Plus you can pay an additional fee to stream a movie that's also either well now they're in cinemas as well but at first it was movies that yeah. would be in cinemas but weren't because of the pandemic they have kept that going it's like a day and date release even though the movies are back in the cinemas this has caused a lot of ire amongst like 
Cinema bosses and studio heads who argue it's cannibalizing box office revenue and Black Widow has actually started off very strong but has slowly not made as much money in the last few weeks because mm. it is available on streaming, which apparently also is bad for piracy as well. So Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney, arguing that when she signed on to play this film, she was told she would receive the back end, which is box office profits, which happened down the line. And she was set, reportedly set to earn maybe about 50 million depending on how the film performed mm. because they changed the way the film's released she went back and they tried to renegotiate Disney wouldn't play ball and she's arguing via this lawsuit that Disney bosses have gotten bonuses for boosting up the streaming service while she has been had her contract disregarded not being given the full money now disclaimer we're talking about a huge corporation and a very wealthy superstar so it feels a bit gross because the money is beyond all our wildest dreams yeah but it's the principle but the principle of it has caused a lot of stir Disney came back and said it was callous of her to do this because it's the pandemic and her dare she which actually rubbed a lot of people the wrong way I think because yeah. people weren't happy how Disney grew up in their theme parks too early in the US because of COVID etc now there are reports that Emma Stone, who was in Cruella, which had a similar cinema and streaming release, may be considering legal action. There have been examples of other big studios doing this at streaming and the stars going back. And actually, I think in the case of Warner, they gave a lot of the stars the full back end they agreed to if they put it on streaming. So it's just this new dawn where... They'll have to figure this out. Yeah, and she yeah. could be setting a precedent, which like could absolutely change things forever. And you know what, going up against Disney, because, right, she's done with Marvel, technically. But, like, another character from Black Widow is going to be in another Marvel TV show. There's nothing to say Scarjo wouldn't do, like, a prequel series in a year. Like, she's potentially saying, nah, you know what, I don't need Disney. I want my money, like... Well, very... she doesn't need Disney if she gets 50 million. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she'll be grand. <laughs> yeah, so we'll like, see. It's 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 definitely going to set some kind of going to be okay. She'll yeah. be okay, I'm not I feel. worried. <laughs> I feel, yeah. Um, okay, and then finally, great news. Yes. In Ireland, for Irish people. Yes. Ashing is back of oh my god what a complete Ashing fame we're getting a fourth Ashing book they took a little break last year because they were beavering away on this fourth book we did get that diary though which was yeah which really was good. lit I really like that diary they so, had they had released three books in three years yeah. like give them a break they were like Rihanna they needed a break from releasing all those albums yeah. so Ashley in the City is the fourth book it'll be out on the eighth of October this time Ashing is moving to New York City I have it <gasps> already can you tell us anything without spoiling I can tell you it's very good. That's, I'm not, I can say nothing else. Can I can say can... it's New York. What could you not, I mean, um, yeah. Ashling in New York, yeah, the down. dream, and I can tell you that it's very good. Um, and people are so excited and it's so great to see people excited. It's, I mean, it is a publishing phenomenon. Now, full disclosure, I'm very good friends with Ian McLeisett, so obviously I'm yeah. skin in the game. But like, it is literally a publishing phenomenon. Like they have sold, they've, they've been credited with kind of reigniting kind of book sales. Wow, that's they've sold hundreds of thousands in Ireland, which yeah. is important to point out. Like in Ireland, you can sell like two hundred copies again in the yes. top ten, which no shade is still a lot of books, but like they have they have sold a lot of books. So people are, I mean, I'm thrilled about this, and I'm also like, I was joking on Instagram, but I was like, this to me is like the Sex and City vibe that I need before we get the <laughs> reboot. So I'm yes. like, maybe Ashin is is replacing Samantha Jones. Maybe Sarah Jessica Parker is like, I loved this book. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and Ashling in the City, obviously Sex in the City, and then I think the tagline is, if she can make it there, she can make it anywhere. Also, one slight thing that I was a bit surprised here is this is the penultimate book. So we're like, it's yeah. all coming to, I mean. Well, that's been out for years, like they, that they were oh. going to do. They signed to do five and they only okay. wanted to do five. They didn't okay. want to um, kind of drag it out. Ashing in the nursing home, maybe it wouldn't be quite the vibes. So they yeah. were like, let's end it on a high. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I think it is about ending it on a high. And and I think people will really treasure now this book. And yes. then obviously be heartbroken when they have to face into the last one. I, I, I never want it to end personally, but I've had that conversation with Emer and she won't hear it. Um, okay. <laughs> Thank you so much, Connor Bean, uh, music journalist. Uh, music journalist. Sure.
I mean, yes, also that. <laughs> Two FM presenter and, of course, how, uh, podcast host of Housewives and Me. Louise McSherry on 2FM.